Whoa. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with the Alan Smithy Phil Review. You, you, always, you always go with the view with the up. I like, the, I like the energy I right off the energy. bat. I've got to ramp it up. So, uh, Ben, we just came out of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse? Was it Across the Spider-Verse? Across Spider -verse? the Spider-Verse. Yes, yes, it's Across the Spider-Verse. Across. Um, that way, left and right. Yes, it was. Uh, Ziggy obviously, we had a recent Spider-Man multiverse movie. Um, and then, of course, we had some Quantumania. Um, so, uh, Marvel's going pretty hardcore into this um, multiverse situation. But, of course, Sony started it all off with the original Into the Spider-Verse. I'm sorry, that was the Into. This is across... There may one day be a yes. beyond. We'll see. Yes. Um, but this is the Sony, uh, let's say, compromise to allow Marvel okay. to have the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Uh, Sony wanted to uh, flex their muscles on the animation part. So here's the first thing. If you are a comic book fan, if particularly if you're a Spider-Man fan, uh, much like Into the Spider-Verse, this features lots and lots of Spider-Man that you may be familiar with, including Ben Riley. Uh, spoiler from 20 years ago. This is Peter Parker's clone that uh, <laughs> thought that he was Peter Parker but isn't Peter Parker. And Peter Parker's Peter Parker, but Peter Parker didn't know that he was Peter Parker. How many Peter Parkers got Peter Parker pick? And the answer is Peter Parker's dead parents were spies. And so that's why he had clones and stuff like that, and people didn't realize that. Anyways, uh, that's that spoiler. Then, of course, we have... Um, the Spider-Man from Spider-Man 2099. The 2099 series, of course, set in the vastly far distant future, sort of the way um, 2015 was in Back to the Future. Wow. We'll never get there very quickly. Um, <laughs> and, of course, it was set a little bit. It was sort of a reboot series that came about in the late 90s, early 2000s. Ha that had There was X-Men 2099. There was all the, it was all just sort of let's, let's do a futuristic take on, on our superheroes. Well, this one, of course, the whole concept of this is that all the spider people um, exist in their various multiverses. And in this one, we actually have a little bit of a time variance authority. Well, I, okay, that was what I was thinking, too. There is Because that's another thing. Loki came out two years ago, yes. wasn't it? And yes, the TVA. Yeah. The time variance authority. Loki. What a dumb name for it. And the word anomaly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The word anomaly is thrown yes. around this, much like it was in the Loki TV series, yes. which, by the way, season two is coming when? Uh, soon. Soon? Trademark. All right, good. Um, so, yes. yeah. So, the plot of this, of course, is um, a little bit, uh, you know, it's still about Miles Morales. Um, At its core. My favorite Brooklyn-based Spider-Man, because, of course, uh, the Peter Parker Spider-Man is a Manhattan Spider-Man. And, of course... <laughs> distinction must course, be said. Yeah. When Stacy was, of course, the, um, not Queens, um, Chelsea, the Chelsea Spider-Woman. Yes. Um, not to be confused with Spider-Woman, who is actually a completely different character, um, which honestly isn't really referenced in this movie in any way, shape, or form, although there are several Spider-Women, but not the Spider-Woman in the Spider-Man universe that we're familiar with. Now, the fun part is that they did, of course, acknowledge the fact that um, Doctor Strange and that dopey kid from Earth 199999, I believe is what they referred to it, as being a completely separate time debacle, this is uh, independent to that, um, and it very much feeds much deeper into the comic book lore um, than the Marvel Cinematic Universe does, which is generally designed to be its own standalone universe. Honestly, everyone clear so far? Yeah, you all you all got that right. Okay, so here's here is the here is the long and short of it. Um, if you are burned out on superhero movies. Uh, this is another one of those, and it's even more convoluted than, than any of the other ones. If you 
liked comic book movies, but you felt that the multiverse was handled in kind of a lame or unfulfilling way in the MCU, then this might be the movie for you. If you're a Spider-Man diehard, this is very much a movie for you. Very much so. If Spider-Man yeah. isn't really your favorite superhero, too bad. Get ready to drink from the fire hydrant on a UHF of all the Spider-Man <laughs> that you're going to have on here. Okay, so here's the deal. I am. Uh, we, we, we went away from explaining the plot about a year and a half ago, and movies like this where... The plot is so convoluted and intricate is why I'm glad we did. Because any attempt to explain the plot of this movie other than Miles Morales is attempting to do the right thing while discovering who he is as a 15-year-old and um, understanding that relationships are uh, complex, that um, parenting is difficult which they kind of crammed that in her face a little bit too much on this one and that of course um all actions have consequences including unintended consequences yeah, yeah. that even when you are in your hero mode and you are focused on a real villain like a female dr octopus that the random guy in the background could actually be a much bigger problem and you didn't even respect who he was when you threw that bagel at him. Okay, so that is about as good as I want to explain. Yeah, the this yeah. This is a what's my place in the multiverse movie? What? Because what, he's still very much a he's he's growing into his own. He's still yeah. a teenager. What is my role in this universe? That and, universe? This universe? And yeah. and and, and the multiverse? Yeah. And also just who am I as a human being? Who am I as a human being? What, what is my actual place? Yeah. And the characters he's surrounded by are all flawed characters. Yes, you know, relatives, human. friends, humans. And, uh, yeah, it's now, and you're meeting a lot of Spider Mans. Wouldn't it be neat if any writer from DC ever watched this movie and learned a lesson about? Oh yeah, human. They're. Human beings are interesting and multi-layered. Just slow down and talk to talk about them a little bit. Right. I, I, that was, this movie kind of exhausted me, not just because of the um, <laughs> the complexity of, but because it's just one action scene after the other with a few slow scenes mixed yeah. into it. It is a fast-paced, two hours twenty-minute plus movie. Yeah. There were a bunch of kids in the theater. That, I don't think any. I don't think any of them knew what was going on. No, it was. They were there to have the endorphin rush of the colors and action happen. Um, while the story was imp impenetrable to any kid, I guarantee you that this is going to be the kind of movie where you can interview anyone who... Any, all right, let me just say, let's just talk to the fans. Let's not even talk to anybody who might not like the movie. Let's talk to the fans in five-year age gaps, starting at five, which is probably the youngest what we saw here, and going to 45, who is the oldest confirmed age of person I know in the theater. <laughs> You're going to get, from that 5 to 45, you're going to get nine different descriptions as to what that movie was. Yeah. yeah. Because it's... if you're a kid, it was, ha-ha, Spider-Man, so many colors, so much stuff. Teenagers going to be like, oh, relatable teenage angst. Like the soundtrack. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, the yeah. sound. No, the soundtrack is a little bit more 20s because it's really funny is that you and I, you are now old enough now to think that this soundtrack was a kid's soundtrack. But no, you're just That's old the, now. I, I'm too old. This is the 20s. Oh. This is the college kid soundtrack I now. Have, uh, I've jumped off this oh, train a yeah. long time ago. Now, uh, but coming up next on Golden Oldies 106.5, <laughs> it's Tool with Schism. That's right. Anyways, That's right. Uh, next up in Nickelback and Live. Remember them? Live? <laughs> there was a man called Live, folks, back in the 90s. Yep, it's true. Not Live. That's a completely different thing um so listen i'm all over you anyways um so this movie 
Let's let's just start with a. St- well, I just want to say we have tried. I have attempted. You're trying to yeah, encapsulate yeah. what the story was. Ben is right. This was a long movie. It was multi-layered. There was a lot for people to get out of it or to not get out of it based off of how engaging they may have found it. Separate from that, which is an unfair way of doing that, visually, two things I noticed. One, there's just too much for the brain to comprehend because there's too much action. There's too much. There's too many things flying around all the time. Absolutely. Secondly, this is the best animated movie I've seen in decades. It's a lot. The, the simple fact is that if you in. were if you were to have this on Blu-ray, and you were teaching an art study class, this what there were so many scenes in this movie which were absolutely stunning, and you were given no opportunity to appreciate it. So therefore, it was absolutely beautiful. And it was completely impossible to appreciate that beauty. There's one scene, you probably guess which one it was, that I actually appreciate the beauty. Because you're right, it, there's so much going on. It's so fast. And the scenes are so like a minute and a half, two minute scenes. They're just like boom, 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 boom. Like, yeah. what's, what's happening? Who, who are you? You can't even catch up. Yeah. You're trying to listen, but you're so dazzled by the colors, the animation. The one scene where Gwen and, and, and Miles are on the rooftop upside down talking for like yeah. eight minutes. Like, oh, I can breathe in this scene. I'm listening mm-hmm. to what they're saying. And there's a nice, pretty background. I'm at peace here. And then it's a yes. back to the roller coaster. Yes, it's it's just it's a lot. And I'm, I guess, if you want to bring your kids to this? I hope no. I hope they're like Doogie, well, Doogie Howser kids because well, it's a lot to t- catch up with. That's only if you're, you're for any you, age. If you're bringing your kids to this, they're not going to appreciate the movie uh, on an intellectual level right. yeah. that we can yeah. appreciate. Yeah. They're going to love the movie because it is shiny and fast. And there's Spider-Man, and he's doing stuff, and there's all this stuff, and there's scary stuff from a kid's perspective, and then there's you know, we literally had a kid behind us that vocalized when he was bored. <laughs> pa, 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 pa. I just wanted to turn around and throw the kid down the stairs, but still, <laughs> um, no, a hundred percent. This is this was not a kids movie. It was not. I don't think it was intended to be a kids movie. Um, honestly, the MCU in Phase Four in particular is more kids movie friendly than even earlier Marvel phases were, and so I fully understand why. And also, you know, maybe. First off, Iron Man came out long enough ago that it can almost vote. I mean, it's like uh, <laughs> almost <know. laughs> yeah, fifteen years ago. Yeah. So um, you know, it's it's completely understandable if you want to introduce your kids to this world that you love. Um, I hope that first off, any any age younger than ten is definitely not going to appreciate this. Not at all. Any no. age beyond 10, I hope that those parents were comic book fans and that their destination right after this was to go straight to the comic book store and buy them their first comic book, buy them their first Spider-Man, buy them something that they can tangibly hold to to pour the to pour that overflowing of emotions that they should be coming out of this of just confusion and energy and hyperactivity, pour it into something tangible because otherwise they're going to tear up your house and car when you get back and they have zoomies and they're running around, tearing up things, bouncing off the wall. I'm Spider-Man, I'm Spider-Man. No, give them this opportunity to, to, to walk into that, um, that you know, lifestyle, if I can call it that. Um, getting back to the music slightly. Yeah. Um, this movie uh, had one of Ben's favorite features, which is here's the song that helps you know how to feel. I know you love those. Classical or contemporary, yeah. And um, at the same time, um, 
I really did like the soundtrack. I don't listen to those artists, but I'm aware of them, and it helped me to, you know, it helped. They were all uh, variations on the theme of whoever was going, uh, whoever, whichever spider person you're supposed to focus on. Keeping in mind that Gwen Stacy, Spider-Woman, has a much larger piece of this puzzle Very than much she did so. the first one. Very much so. And Haley Steinfeld, who um, I've struggled with in the past. Like, she's always been like a poor man's Jennifer Lawrence to me. Well, and was it True Grit? We all got to know her a little bit. Yeah, back in the and that, day? well, yeah, that was the yeah. first thing. And then it yeah. was uh, and then it was uh, Bumblebee. Yeah. And so, wow, that, you know, which is a pretty fun film. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, she's got, she, and heck, she was on the, the Hawkeye show. Like, it, uh, for some reason, I keep dealing Haley Seinfeld a bad hand. Seinfeld. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways. That, that's, that's, um, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I keep I keep dealing her a bad hand, and she doesn't deserve it. She's actually really good in this movie, you know. Um, for, you know, the, the, old, the old trope of, hey, let's get a 30-year-old play a teenager. Okay, fine. Um She's not that old, but still, she's getting she's getting close. But I mean, it's there is very difficult to, you know, latch on to any one thing. And the first one, you you did have again. You had a whole bunch of people. You had John Mulaney Spider Pig. You had Nicholas Cage's uh, yep. Spider Noir. You had you had all of these folks, and you had a bigger ensemble. And it felt like because they were part of the protagonist story it was easier to kind of hold on to them and cheer for them. Whereas this time we have infinitely more spider people and the ones that we are having storylines beyond beside it's they're They're all walking this weird morally gray. Wouldn't it be neat? Now, apparently they, they try to talk about how there's all these things that connect the Spider-Man. They forgot the number one thing is that every Spider-Man always has terrible communi- interpersonal communication skills. That's the number one thing is that if you would just shut up and talk to someone, all of the problems get solved. It's sort of like the whole uh, 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 multiverse of madness. If if Doctor Strange just said, oh, hold on, you don't need to kidnap and kill America Ferrara. You can just say, hey, find me the universe where your kids' mom was killed five minutes ago. And we'll drop you in there. End of movie. Yeah, the, 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 you don't have a movie then, right? You need to make the movie, so you need to right. make choices that but don't this necessarily one, are this logical. This is that turned to Spinal Taps 11 of, oh my god, I, I'm so frustrated and you don't understand. Well, how about we just, you know, pretend that we don't live in a world where everything is uh, 240 beats per minute and being drummed by Neil Peart and freaking sit down and talk for a second no. and solve things. So that's a that's a very Spider-Man thing. And if you look at all the Spider-Man, you'll see that that's the thing. I mean... So there's a lot of pressure on sequels to be bigger. Yes. Right? Bigger, more characters, more bombastic. It's it's rare that that works. Right. Um, the first one seemed to be more linear to me. Seemed to be more oh that's the villain. Yeah. Oh that's this plot line. That's this. It was it was easier. And I remember my first complaint about the first one that it was oh it's just it's good but it's just a little too much. Mm-hmm. Well they ramped up the much. In yeah. This one. It's like the first two acts was like I'm just dizzy. And by the third <laughs> act they slowed it down mm-hmm. and they had more that that thing with the train going into space whatever it was yeah. that sequence. I'm like okay this is the what I was looking for this legit fun angles action i can see what's going on right it's got good pacing good music and i was with it so that third act to me is where it was redeeming itself okay. in terms of me being able to really 
settle into what I'm watching. Because that first act, Mike, yeah. I was exhausted. Yeah. Just like, boom, 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 boom. Like, well, what's happening? And also, they wanted to give us a lot of uh, a phenomenal run by Dacian Schwartzman, who we instantly <laughs> knew who he was, uh, playing Spot in this movie. Um, but they had to be like, listen, we this is the villain. You need to remember he's the villain. But we're not going to use him for two acts. So let's cram his entire movie plot line into the first act. And that was way too fast. I will say there's one piece of too much that I thought you would appreciate that they did not do the short frame rate. Everything was smooth and did not make you seasick. Everything was, yeah, thank you, yes, yes. I, I, honestly, the, the, the spot character reminded me of the, uh, the Watchman Rorschach yes. character a bit. I don't know if you got those vibes or not, but I, I definitely got the, got the vibes. from the design, and then uh, the, the second that the bread came out of his stomach, yeah. I freaking loved it. So, yeah. honestly, a, a fantastic villain, and I can't wait to see the movie that he's going to be in next time. <laughs> yeah. By the way, folks, this is a, a one, it's like Dune, like one of yeah. two sequels coming out. Uh, well, that's not true, I guess. The way I'm thinking of oh, Dead Reckoning coming yes. out, Mission Impossible. Uh, this is a to-be-continued ender here. Yes. We, we are left wondering what's going to happen next. Um, and I think it's called... What's Beyond. It called? Beyond the, the Spider-Verse. Spider yes. Okay. So, so going into this, I did not know that there was going to be a third one. Neither did I. So I knew there, I didn't, we're spoiling this. Sorry, folks. Sorry, Spoiler, folks. Spoiler, yeah. there's going to be a big one. Another one. What, what this movie got right was that it was it was challenging its viewers to follow the plot. And that's what you didn't get with Quantumania. Quantumania, <laughs> I watched. I was like, yeah, real dumb. Uh, <laughs> splashy, splashy, lots of chase scenes, lots of this, quippy, quippy jokes. I guess that was a movie. Uh, and it was well, just like it was very unimpressive. Yeah. Well, it pissed me off because I mean the first two Ammos were just they were fun. Yes, they weren't Endgame, but they were fun. Yes, Paul Rudd was endearing. You had a good side cast. You had fun, uh, easy plot to follow. I mean Michael Douglas in an action movie. Then Michelle Pfeiffer comes in. Like it was, it was fun. It, yes. met, it met the mark. Quantumania was just frustrating. It's yes. like they didn't need to do this. Why is Bill Murray in this? Um, <laughs> this is the Cloud Atlas of of a uh, Marvel. Uh, sorry, comic book movies, folks. This yeah. this new Spider Verse movie is not something you can just sit there and play on your phone with. Correct. Uh, you can't leave for a bathroom break, which Damien I I couldn't struggled. couldn't hold it Oh back. my gosh, it got to the last ten minutes effectively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but luckily, once I, well, I I stayed until because I knew there had to be a twist. So I stayed until the twist. And once I saw, saw the twist, I was like, okay, I know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the most interesting part of the film for me at yeah. the end, going, oh, crap. Yeah. We're not going to tell you what that is. But when you, you're very obvious when it happens, and you realize what's what's actually happening in front of you. And it just turned me over on my side. I was like, yeah. oh, I did not see that. So I don't know if you saw it coming. Uh, you're more into the comic book world, and you kind of I didn't, no, no, you no. can predict twists I better did, than I can. I did not predict a twist. Okay. I failed to predict the twist, but once the twist was revealed... I was able to then predict what was coming, which yeah. is why I was okay running running to the bathroom. Yeah. And y'all should understand, Damien don't run. So, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, uh, so there's some there's some Loki vibes in this. There's some yeah. Back to the Future vibes yeah, in there this. Is. There's some, there's some and not say time travel, but yeah, there is because yeah. it's multiverse. But uh, you gotta you gotta pay attention. Is my point. You gotta pay yes. attention. They do explain what year you're in and what world you're in, uh, which helps. But Again, don't play on your phone watching this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of characters here. Yes. And it, it is animated. There's a lot going on. And it just, like I said, it, it was kind of exhausting for me, those first two acts. The third act, ironically, slowed down for me. Yeah. But that helped me. It helped me land where, where it ended. So the next thing that we generally get to talk about are the actors uh, when we talk about movies like this. And obviously this is going to be all voice acting, which can be a pretty heavy lift. Um because particularly when 
you're, I'm sure they're voice acting to the animation, so they're able to match the voice to the faces, sure. I think, unless they're doing it the other way around. But um, it's it's sort of funny to me how looking at the current, yeah, comparing it to things like Eternals, comparing it to things like Shang-Chi, comparing it to the other Phase 4 Marvel movies, um, when this movie would slow down and you would have Miles' mom and dad, yeah. or you'd have, you know, you would have Miles and Gwen in the upside down, um, somehow in those slow down pieces, and I know I'm, I'm chopping, slicing and dicing this movie, but in those highlights, the voice actors and the animation was able to tell a much more emotional and connected story than any of the other phase four movies except for guardians three it's so funny to me that you know people get people getting burned out on on superhero and marvel ben asked me if i you know this morning am i getting burned out on marvel and the answer is i'm getting burned out on bad marvel and uh that's really and i did not know the answer to that until after i saw this movie because the answer is that marvel's Strength has never been the gods and the lasers and the flashy action sequences, which are a problem in this movie. Marvel's strength has always been re- heroes that are human. Even when they're not, they have flaws. And when you take those flaws away and you make them God mode, when you make them Thor love and thunder, it, it knocks the legs out of it and you have some campy DC bullshit. And so... It's it the highlights the, this movie when we talk about it being a roller coaster, it's not just an energy roller coaster. It's also a quality roller coaster. I truly believe that the high points in this movie were golden standard for Marvel and the low points are just as indicative of the, the bad standard for Marvel of too much visuals, not enough story. It's a lot of visuals, but I think it, what's ironic is about it, it like you said the um it's animated and it has more empath- empathetic characters in it than the last couple yeah. r- live action with green screen yeah. uh, uh, Marvel movies out <laughs> point, there. Because, it, yeah, it's the, as our friend Steve Farlett, one of our listeners, always talks about magic being one of the laziest things. Well, Doctor Strange, right? That's yeah. like, it's like, it's like, remember watching like He Man or Transformers when you were a kid? There was peril, but you knew this guy was going to be in the next episode, so yes. he was, you know, He Man. So that's like Thor. Plot Thor's almost, fun, yeah. but he's a god, and we're not going to kill him. We're not going to, yeah, we're not going to tell Star Yeah, so it's like, okay, how much, how much am I invested in this character? Okay, they're just funny. Let's make yeah. them funny. Then you have Love and Thunder, yeah. right? And it's a, it's a comedy, and it's just like, well, I wasn't really going for that here. I like show me something. That's why Guardians works so well, yeah. because it's just it's flawed characters and humans and found family. Yeah, he's and, part of a part yeah. planet now, I guess, but whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> found family stuff, right? Yeah. So, and th- there's there's kind of a little found family theme going on Spider Man with yes. finding where his place is. He's a uh, not a complete family back home, so. It, it's more relatable characters. It's beautiful animation. I do wish they slowed it down more. Yeah. I think I think the last the third act there with that train sequence in the sky. I think the animators are fighting each other for that. Like I want to do this. This yeah. is cool because it was like it was you were I was holding my breath during that scene because it was such a ride. And like I'm watching an animated movie, and it's more exciting than the last couple Marvel movies I've seen with live action. <laughs> yeah. Because in animation you can do anything. Very true. So I enjoyed that last part. They remind me a little bit of like almost um, uh, Miyazaki stuff. So I'm glad you said that because 100% that was, they clearly either sat down and watched 
Akira and all the good, all the good Gundam Wing, all the good anime from the past thirty years, and they said, okay, we're going to do a Spider-Man anime, but it's not going to have. Uh, we do have anime characters, but it's going to have that amazing sense of perspective and scale and and creativity. Or they hired anime artists because. Some of that stuff requires a non-Western mindset, and when you look at this, when you look at their credits on on this, and you just look at the animation, they put the animators right after the directors. They, you know, you, normally your animators are crammed into Way the black and the bottom, yeah, like, crammed oh. into the black and white scroll. Yeah. No, the animators were part of the end credit tag, and I'm just like, darn right they are, because <laughs> those people were their the butts work, yeah. off. Yeah, if you've seen the first ten minutes of Akira. The the bike sequence, like like it's so good. That's like they invented new colors for Akira. That's how good it was. Um, there is some DNA of that in here. Yes, how do you make Brooklyn attractive? Right. I was in Brooklyn back in February this year, actually to see a play with Oscar Isaac, who's a voice actor in this movie. Yep. Uh, I was like, I know that voice. That's who it is. It's it's Poe. It's Poe. Moon Knight, yes. <laughs> um, scenes from a marriage. Yeah, that guy. Uh, it, it's one of many voice actors in there, but it's Brooklyn, right? So we're so used to Manhattan. Yeah. Manhattan Spider-Man is the classic Spider-Man swinging through Times Square. Big tall this like this. Big tall building. Brooklyn's less attractive looking. Yeah. So uh, to me, that's like the used future of Blade Runner. It's like it's more right. more uh, attractive to me overall just because it's, it's grittier and seems more realistic. That was my problem with the first Spider-Man movie. Not just because they were 2002 and just getting into the uh, the world of better animation from the 90s, sure. but it was too cartoony. Yeah. Uh, well, guess what? This is a cartoon. Go wild. Right. Go wild yeah. with it. So, with that being said, um, we're about to pivot rather early into the economic component of this, <laughs> but I need we'll to the highlights. I need to add a caveat right off the top. Um. Generally, we like to we like to call out when we ourselves uh, know that our fanboy status may influence the objective financial advice that you know that we are giving. You know, if you and I were judges in federal court, we should probably we would you would probably recuse yourself at a tool documentary. I would probably recuse myself. <laughs> I'm too biased for for, for a Spider Man movie. Um, so my score. We'll have an unspoken asterisk after it, okay? To that point, it, if you're wanting a truly objective analysis and, 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 and rating, you're going to be getting it from Mr. Hunt today, not from Mr. Power. However, just remember that I'm always right and never have been wrong. Anyways, let's go into what the economic uh, advice part of this. It's the part where I, I say something <laughs> crazy just to get a rise out of you. And the truth of the matter is that you're listening to us because inflation is actually down uh, by uh, like 75% over the past 12 months. But it's still a top talking point on the news because we need to distract from actual problems. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you, Ben, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm doing this on the fly. We could do a one point score. Wouldn't that be neat if just the entire scale was one point? Might be a little limited. Ben's giving me a little fit. He's telling me it might be a little limited. Are there decimals coming? If we have a one out of one or a one out of one. So let's add some more to that. Should we go to five? Five. Uh, ooh, Makes no. my brain hurt. That's too many points. Honestly, both of us are a little exhausted from seeing this movie. I don't think that our brains can wrap it around that 
God, that just god awful number of po- there's so many points if you go to five. So let's just back it off. Let's back it off. Uh, say uh, four points. We do four points. All right, all right, all right. I know when you're raising your voice like that, you're getting to the end. Yeah, thinking about four. Well, let's do four points. So four, four, four. You know, we'll back it off twenty percent. That's going to be very comfortable. That'll That's take fa- us down to four. That's fast math. So four points. All right. So with that being said, uh, let me just. I'm just going to shoot from the hip. Uh, let's say that fourth point. If we give something four, that is that you need to go see this in the theater twice, multiple times, because at least twice because it was so amazing that it was, but it was so amazing and po- perhaps so dense that there's no conceivable way you got everything on the first viewing, and you really need to have a second viewing to truly appreciate it. If if there's if this movie's anything, it's it's uh, the freaking fruitcake of of Christmas presents because it's freaking dense. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> I wish you all could see his face right it's, now. That's dense. He's really selling me on the fruitcake thing. So, uh, <laughs> and, you know, everyone loves fruitcake. Um, so we'll say the four is you're going to see the movie twice so that you truly can get the full experience. You need to make sure you're seeing this in a big screen. We actually were very smart, and we came to probably one of the bigger screens in town. It is. is an IMAX. Yes, yes. It's one of the bigger ones. And uh, so we are not at Northgate. We are actually in the F-150 studios in beautiful Eastridge, Tennessee, home of Lake Winnipesaukee, which gets a two. Um, so then let's go down these points. All right, so <laughs> that be, four is see it in the movie theater twice. Three is just go see it the one time. One we time's think good enough. Yeah. You still need to see this in the movie theater because it is going to be worth your money. Because remember, we're not about the quality of the film, the acting, the score, uh, whether it's an enjoyable experience. That's not what we're here for. We're, we're here to give you that good financial advice that says this is a good expenditure of money. I'm just kidding. It's if it's good or not. Anyway, three would be see it in the theater. Um, two would be, hmm, where will this be? Will this be on well, uh, Disney Plus or uh, Crackle's Dead? So where do Sony movies go where now? Where do Sony movies go now? It's got, I'm thinking Netflix. I would say Netflix. Really? I don't think it's going to be an HBO thing. But if thing. Disney owns Marvel, man, they're not going to put it on Netflix. Uh, Maybe they'll sell it on Amazon Prime. Hulu? No. Uh, Hulu's ne- actually about to be incorporated into Disney Plus. Hulu's going really? away. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully they just turn Disney Plus into uh, Plus, since HBO <laughs> did the dumbest thing possible and dropped their name that has decades of recognition yes. for the word Max, which people don't care about. They don't care about. Um, so, yeah. Two is streaming. Stream it on your home theater. And one, of course, is Runaway Screaming. Um, because this movie is so dense, it's going to choke you. It's going to choke you in your throat because it's too dense, and it's not going to be pleasurable. And you will, you will, you will asphyxiate. It's Luckily, we are here at Eastgate 18. Eastridge Hospital is like 300 there, yeah. feet that way. It's so, so dense, it's the densest fruitcake you've ever had d- in your yes. life. You and stale. It was manufactured in 1975. You skip the water. You're and just eating it raw. Yeah, you're just like, oh, I need to eat some fruitcake. <laughs> that is a one. You will say that as you're watching the movie. So Ben, uh, I'm sorry. I know I was just I was improving that. Can you run us through the scores again? So four, folks. Four is see it more than once in the theater. Probably okay, that's twice, good. more than once. Three, see it in a theater. And, and a theater. theater. Yep, yep, it can yep. be even like the Regal one over by your house. Yeah, with that's a, smaller with recliners. Nice seats, recliners. Yeah. It's on the big screen. You paid. You're with the public. Two, 
is stream it. Stream, stream it, it yeah. or even maybe watch you can be, be on Blu-ray if you want to get the Blu-ray, yeah. whatever. Maybe Redbox, that's fine. Yeah, You're watching sure. it at your home, yes. domicile. Maybe on um, your Nintendo Switch. Maybe maybe even on Probably a plane. Not. You know, yeah. You're watching, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on the back of a screen. It. Two sure. and a half hours, that's that's a good flight. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Cancun's two and a half yeah. hours. And one, one is one, Runaway Screaming. You're run not going to want to watch this. No, no, don't You need to go away. You need to run faster than any of the Spider-Mans in this, pointing at each other or not. Um, oh. Love that little throwaway gag that yes, at the end of the pointing. Yes, 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 yes. Those are the score. Four, three, two, one. Uh, not doing a zero. We've only done a zero a couple times. We have, you know, if you yeah. feel that this is somehow... Uh, Offensive. It should not have been made. Well, not only that, but when you talk about zero, you really are talking about a violation of the Geneva Conventions. A uh, The director should be brought on charges at the Hague... Um, that their their atrocity is somehow worse than what Vladimir Putin is war, currently doing in Ukraine. War crimes, got it. Yeah, okay, so, so that yeah. level of stuff. Yeah, so hurricane heist. So so Ben, let me let me let me give the public what they're asking for, and that is the objective perspective with that four point scale that you so masterfully recounted. You're giving it a. I'm giving it a three. It's a three because I enjoyed myself, but. I would want to. I would recommend going to the theater and sitting in at least the twentieth row back. Not just because there'd be kids behind you going, "What's happening? I gotta <laughs> see." <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> it. I don't that like kid was so weird. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Right? He's like three too. Uh, I'd say. I'd say it's a beautiful because it, it's it's so good looking for most of it. You need to see it at the big screen. If you see it in the small screen first, you're gonna miss a lot of what this movie is trying to do just dazzle you in a very animated comic book way because reading comic books as a kid we all thought yeah. oh what if one day this was came to life in yes. my hands right well we're in that age now yeah we're in the age of do yourself a favor and go enjoy that because not many of these movies out there we saw a trailer for the ninja, ninja turtles movie yeah okay i read the graphic novel the um forget the author's name yeah. that did uh, ninja turtles i'm like oh I like this. This, this is like this, this is really. This trailer yeah. actually feels much better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually more gritty, and it's like oh, it's it looks more my speed. Well, the for, original, the original Ninja Turtle comic was very much a punk rock independent label. Like it was, they were their own thing, and uh, it's yeah. Yeah, it was. It had blood and like you know real oh, yeah. graphic stuff going on. Like, I'm like oh, this is actually. Anyways, there's a trailer out there. You can watch it online. Yeah. That movie's coming out. Back to my point, we're in an age where we're watching good quality versions of what we grew up on turning the pages. So I'd say yes, see it in a theater. Uh, don't look at your phone. Uh, maybe have a, a, a flatbread pizza beforehand, Damien's method of salt. Yeah, d- um, definitely definitely assault your system as much as you can so you can get through. Two and a half hours is, is long for me now. Assault your system. Yes. Hashtag, you're just yes. you're coining it today, my friend. Uh, so it's a three for me. Okay. What about you, sir? I, I first With an asterisk. Off, I first off have to say that um, Ben did not capture my face when he gave it a three because this entire movie, this entire hardcore four of a movie for me, I sat there enjoying everything, and then in the back of my mind, something in my brain went, ooh, Ben's going to hate this. So when you gave it a three, I, I was like, <gasps> really? Yeah, uh-huh. the quality is there. Yes, it moves too quickly in a lot of scenes. Yes, yeah, there's little, not too many characters. And it's just like, oh, this is just too much. So that's why it's not a four for me, because it is just too much of its own good thing. Uh, but, yeah, back to you. All right. So the reason uh, – here, here's the deal. So here's my four, and I, uh, the asterisk is really coming in handy for me here. You definitely do need to see this once in the movie theater just so that your brain can be insulted, assaulted by all of the – all of the everything. All of the everything. Your second viewing, however – 
does not need to be in a theater. It does need to be with a Blu-ray or a digital device because there's never been a movie that I've seen in such a long time. And this is this is shout out to my dad. Rest in peace. My dad would watch a movie that was visually complex and he loved pausing the movie and taking in the scene. Kubrick, every every frame of every frame of painting. Good on him. Good on him. Appreciate it. This yeah. movie, the story is one thing. You know, the story is one thing. The absolute artistry of this animation is so impossible for me to communicate in a audio format. The absolute beauty of some of these scenes where honestly I was watching it and I quit paying attention to the story on purpose. I kind of tuned out the sound. Let it wash over you. Because I was yeah. taking in the art. It reminded me of Song of the Sea. It reminded me of Legend of Kells. It reminded me of Miyazaki. That feeling of holy crap. Look what they did. That one twenty-fourth of a second that I'm yeah. looking at yeah. right now took so many people a month to do that one frame and this is two and a half hours of those just the absolute artistry that went into this i i absolutely was blown away by this and i and i would want to see it in the theater again just simply to pick up on the pieces of the story that i tuned out yeah yeah but absolutely you have to see this in the theater the first time and then if you if you if you see it and you agree Watch it when it comes on your stream streaming platform of choice, and every so often just hit that pause button and look at. I mean, some of those scenes where they had the the hundreds of Spider Men, it was very easy. They could have very easily have said, "Okay, well, we need to make sure that the first couple rows are, are individual and distinct." Right. And but once you get beyond that, behind that, it's okay to do gray blobs. And instead, someone said, "Oh hell no, we're doing hundreds of Spider Men, and we're just shrinking them." And so, you know, I'm just going to, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see this film in a format that I can have that control and look at all of that. It absolutely blew me away. Again, I'm a Spider-Man fan. And so the convoluted multiverse of it, this is, first off, I'm, I have to compare this to the other, multi, the Marvel Cinematic Universe multiverse stuff. The only one that's nearly as good from a multiverse standpoint is the Loki show because I actually think most of the multiverse movies have been mediocre to bad. Very much, very much so. This one yeah. kicked their butts. Yeah, Quantum Mania was a big waste of time. I watched. It, I was like, this is kind of boring. But I mean, even far <laughs> from, uh, even far from home. Like, I love the Spider-Man movie, and even that one was okay. And and I was I loved that movie until I saw this one and realized no it wasn't actually that good because this movie took that multiversal piece and managed to use the the artistry of how it just functioned to just just blow me away and the music I I love that Gwen had this cool punk rock drum thing theme yeah, going yeah. on i i loved the the different you know the pieces and the parts of the spider-man universe that i love so much if you don't like superhero movies if you don't like spider-man don't bother this will be a one for you if you've already written off superhero movies this is this is the one of the best ones that have come out but it's not going to be the one that convinces you that 
listen, Martin Scorsese, I know you listen, and I'm just talking to you personally <laughs> now. Um, listen, buddy, I know that you, you've, you've got your head so far up your own butt right now, but it's, it's, I understand this is not going to be the movie that convinces you otherwise. But if you are a, if you are a art teacher at a college, you would not even for a moment think, oh, I need to go see Spider-Man this weekend and you will be doing you and your children, your, your, your students, not your children, your students a disservice because looking at this movie and all of the different genres of art, of illustration, of visual arts, of composition, of color, of lack of color, of visual storytelling, this movie was phenomenal. Um, it's just unfortunate that it's also a superhero movie and the storyline, because they're doing this Gatling gun of art at your face the entire time, the story became a little incomprehensible at times and I'll fully admit it. So this is a, this is a four with a big old strong, bold, italicized asterisk and I am owning it. It's a big, big pill to swallow. It's a big meal to eat here. Yes. It's, it's, you're right, the, the thing with the superhero thing does kind of, okay, we have to have a plot here, there's going to be a sequel. We need to make it more complex than a movie like Weathering With You. Right. And what was the other one that did, No Name or My Name? Uh, or, um, uh, your Name. Your Name, yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. That that one. Um, yeah. That word, like, you saw, like, <laughs> individual water drops being made, animated. Yeah. I mean, just, like, the respect that goes into animated movies like this. We don't see a lot of films like this being made at this level. Yeah. And if they are being made, we're not getting them in America. Right. Okay, so... No, we're being fed CG schlock, like yep. trolls band together elements uh whatever yeah it is. pixar like, okay. what why did you redo uh what was what was the emotions yeah, one yeah it's I, it's, it's the same it's, movie it's, yeah it's the yeah the, uh, the inside out whatever inside it is out. yeah so just ask yourself maybe try to just be open to other than disney or pixar yeah. movies and go into it wondering okay why am i seeing this and thinking about the artistry that goes into it and the choices that are made with colors and pastels and and acrylics like the scene where in you know, Gwen Stacy takes off her mask in front of her father the first time. Watch just that one scene. Yeah. It's like a master class in light shading and colors and how the emotions reflect the color and the light the color, and the background. color is like became muted. And it's like still the, pastel, but it's like pastel earth tones. And like the it's sound insane. gets like more hollow yeah. and just like... They're not uh, just they're not just putting a scene together, throwing together to build the next scene. This scene serves a purpose. Somebody, a human, had a you know digital brushstroke in there for a reason. Like choices were made, other than putting a camera in a field and letting you know the earth go by. Yeah. A- animation, you're given a lot of I mean, ultimate free reign to do what you want. Yeah. And the choices that were made in this were purposeful. So just be mindful of that when you go to see the, this movie. That there's a reason why it's frenetic in one scene. There's a reason why you see Da Vinci kind of animation yeah. in one scene, um, because it serves a purpose for a character or a scene or the entire plot. But just don't think it's all. I mean, I kind of bashed on being one big giant headache of a movie. It's not. It's just a lot of it all it's at once. So much. It's just. It's. It's. I wanted. To, if this was like a four-part series spread out, I'd be like, oh, I can breathe between scenes. Yeah. It's a two and a half hour movie, and you are exhausted afterwards. Yeah. So I'm hoping they kind of levelize. A little more in the next film. Let me kind of breathe more through it, because I do want to stop and appreciate it. I don't want to have to go back and watch it just because I missed something. I want to right. just let it go. I like letting movies just wash over me, but I like kind of knowing what happened afterwards yeah. <laughs> at the end of it. I, I feel like I missed something because I was so dazzled. So anyway, off my soapbox. That's a perfectly fine soapbox to be on. And you know this this film, two and a half hours is all it was. Two and a half hours of setup. 
because it this is the Back to the Future two of this it's series. Exactly what this is, and yeah. um, you know it's you know I what just, purposeful malls have what I mean. What, Grand Stacy, all the other Spider Spider Mans, like who else are we going to meet in the next one? Well, and um, now we now we also find we actually have we've been we we have the villain, we have the existential villain that we've had from the beginning, but then that twist says, oh wait, no, all of that stuff that we told you was your expectation, nah, it's worse. You're you're uh, you're in trouble, and what a great way to go out on something that actually felt. It didn't feel tacked on. There's been a lot of Marvel se- uh, sequels that feel like, oh, we need to make sure that we have some sort of piece of story in this right. that helps us to sell toys yeah. and or Disney Plus shows. This one, when the twist hit, it's I love any twist that makes you sit back and go, oh, they have been building to this the whole time. I just didn't get it. You didn't pay attention enough. Yeah, they didn't see the breadcrumbs they were laying they down. Let, they let me do that pen and teller Look at my left hand while right. my right hand does all the work, yeah. and I was really impressed. I, I fully expect to. I expect for a lot of critics to bash on this movie. I expect for a lot of people to just walk out of this and not get it or feel exhausted. But from my standpoint, I'm very energized. I absolutely walked out of this movie. I am exhausted, but it's like being the, the exhaustion after winning a basketball game. Yes, I'm exhausted. I need to go eat a whole bunch of Chinese food from the buffet, <laughs> but feel good and so that's why i'm giving it a four okay what's coming out next buddy uh you know what i think that we should go well first of all there's so many movies in the theater right now and i want to apologize for not covering more of them it's just that time is finite no matter what time travel movies tell you and we can only see so many but I i think we need i think we need a breather and let's do a let's say slower pace video 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 uh, film, film. Sorry, let's do a slower paced film. Uh, let's go see Asteroid City, the new Wes Anderson movie. Okay, yeah. it comes out I think next week, and uh, I have a feeling it's not going to be as fast paced. It usually is not. I think it will probably be as visually dense, which is Ben's new favorite word because every time I say it, he laughs. Oh, dance. Anyways, uh, no, that uh, it's going to be just as dense visually. It's going to be just as dense from a character standpoint and storylines yeah. and, and everything. And we're going to see, we're going to see the sort of the flipped on its head of let's see a masterful storyteller that's going to tell a lot of stuff that also just has a very deep visual language. Whereas this movie is more about the visual language with a storyline attached to it. It'll be kind of the other way around next yeah. week. There's um, lots of peacefulness in his movies. Lots of symmetry, symmetry, yeah. of course. But Ben, um, I think that asteroid. First off, asteroids are not things that fall to Earth. If a, uh, the second an asteroid hits our atmosphere, it becomes a meteor. Um, so, asteroids can be very, very large, and I actually think that this movie might be too big for two people to review. What do you think? I uh, there's a chance we may have a guest Possibly. reviewer next Possibly. week. There's a chance, folks. Not yes. gonna promise it is anything. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. There we go. That one's coming out, and we also have bum ba dum Who? It's a movie. Oh, there another Star Wars. Will it be any good? I don't know. Oh, a sequel to the but Fern. We know that song. U.S. Marshals. <laughs> 
U.S. Marshals. I'm just kidding. He wasn't in that. He was in uh, The Fugitive. No. U.S. Marshals was yeah. the sequel to Fugitive. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, Regarding yeah. Henry, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, there's, a mo- there's a new... Well, don't get frantic a, on us. Oh, come on, buddy. Come on. Listen, you better be a witness to this film. Uh, oh, get off on. my plane. There we go. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> there's another movie coming out in this month it, in it the is, world It is definitely shrinking. Um, Indiana Jones. We can do this all night. <laughs> um, um, well, we're not going to go see this solo. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you look under that book, you don't might find what lies beneath that book, you know? Oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my God. We just, we're just, if, if you do this anymore, I'm going to just hit my. I'm just going to uh, I'm just gonna have to hunt for Red Ox. It's going to be Apocalypse no Now in this oh, car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh my gosh, so that yeah. movie's coming out later this month. We really could do that forever. Um, and then Listen, there'll be other. Check the nearest wall for some American graffiti, and you'll know that we're going to go see <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Dial of Temperature, dial, the Dial of Soap. The Dial of Soap. See, I asked the, my friends in the UK, do you have Dial Soap over there? And they're like, what is that? What is like, that's it? a brand of yours. The first thing I thought of when I saw the title was yeah. the Dial of Destiny, as in Destiny Calls. Yeah. Oh, I get yes, it. You're being Indiana ironic. Indiana Jones and Destiny's Child. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Bum, I don't think bum, you're bum, ready bum. for this jelly uh, with a de aged uh, Harrison Ford combined with a non de aged Harrison Ford. I know. Combined with a much thinner uh, Reese. Uh, T.D. Waller Cates? No, 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 no. Uh, oh, uh, who? He's got the Fez. The Fez, Fez the Fez, uh, the Red. He would, Gimli, toss me. Reese, help me out with his last name. <laughs> Sorry, what? Gimli, toss me. John Reese Davies. John Reese Davies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Gimli, toss me. Lord of the Rings reference here. I dig it. Okay, uh, I, but I followed you. I got there. You got there. I got there. I got there. So that's uh, coming out. We also have the first of two sequels of Mission Impossible. Yes. Dead Reckoning. It's true. We have that, and of course, this fall we have Dune. We got Dune, Dune Two. Yeah, yep, yep. Dune Two, Duner. It's more Dunes. None uh, more Dune. Dune hard with a vengeance. <laughs> with the Spice Girls soundtrack. Yes, yes absolutely. There we go. Okay. Oh, we're man, on a roll Dune here. Power. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, but that those are some big ones that come to my mind. What's what's on your mind? Yeah, we're listeners? very curious because there are many many films. The heat is only going to get hotter. Apparently, theaters no longer believe in paying for air conditioning. So, what do you if you if you don't have fun? Uh, listening to us with our insightful banter and would like to torture us, you can put us into the box from Cool Hand Luke by making us go see movies in 100-degree heat this summer. Um, And uh, we want to hear from you. What do you want to torture Ben and Damien with? Um, and don't say The Little Mermaid. I tried to get him with that, but uh, Ben wouldn't let me take him to The Little Mermaid for his no. birthday. We were going to put him no. in a little crown and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, let us know on our Facebook, Alan Smithy Film Review. That's Al- Alan with A-L-A-N. That's the hard word to spell in Alan Smithy Film Review. So Alan Smithy Film Review. You can also go to alansmithyfilmreview.com, which is our website. You can leave a comment. We never check them. So, again, Facebook. <laughs> um and so, uh, of course, you can also please, 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 please tell your friends about this podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever fine podcasts are given away for absolute free. Um, we are, of course, sponsored by Parking Lot. Why Parking Lot? Because that's where we go. And uh, they give us free parking lots every time. So Huzzah! parking lots. Parking lots. Yay! They're bad for the environment. Um, so, uh, you know, if you'd like to sponsor us, uh, we really, we, we have an updated form we have to fill out at work for that to happen, but it shouldn't be a problem. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, okay. uh, but really go to Facebook, man. I got Alan Smithy film review on Facebook. You know it from the logo. It has that photorealistic illustration of Ben and I, <laughs> um, and, um, you know, we have these, um, 
we steal frames from movies and put them onto the podcast so you can see uh, your favorite frames of those movies mm-hmm. with some massive, massive stars. I'm calling myself that because I'm very large. Anyway, <laughs> so um, again, Alan Smithy Film Review on Facebook, alansmithyfilmreview.com, Spotify, Google Play, Apple vision who knows what wow yeah yeah. that's what we need to do so uh, tell tell us on facebook if we need to start video recording this with a 3d camera so that when you buy the thirty five hundred dollar thirty five hundred dollar fad that you can pretend that you are sitting in the truck cab with us right now Mm. wow wow ben that sounds pretty dense amazing (laughs) dance all right well with that i'm your buddy damien i'm your buddy ben and we will see you guys ender's game next time bye